I think the biggest thing that I'm going to do for my health in 2023, after my birthday, I've made the decision not to drink anymore. Alcohol. If you have toxic people around you or are in a toxic relationship, it's time. This is the time. Not next year, not 2023. Right now is the time for you to be making those choices to, to, to make a change. What do you need to enhance and improve with your health? How are you managing your debt and investing with your wealth? How are you contracting and expanding your relationships? I'm Coach Des, mindset motivator and lifestyle entrepreneur. My mission is to help you crush your self-limiting beliefs and embrace being unapologetically you. The Born Unbreakable podcast brings you inspirational stories from all over the world that will empower you to unlock your unbreakable spirit. I'd love to partner with you on your next breakthrough. Go to bornunbreakable.com to schedule a free transformational call. Action begins today. Are you looking for a one-stop shop in Las Vegas where you can comfortably stay and host an event? Athena Estate is located in Southwest Las Vegas, just 10 minutes from the Strip and offers everything you need. On over an acre of land, this indoor-outdoor venue is perfect for an intimate retreat, a small wedding, or a milestone birthday. We offer a variety of packages and services that will fit your needs and your budget. Book with us by December 26th and receive 20% off your stay or event. Visit staydorado.com, that's S-T-A-Y-D-O-R-A-D-O.com to learn more. We look forward to customizing your next experience. Welcome to the Born Unbreakable podcast, episode 133. Today we are talking about health, wealth, and relationships. How do we improve those things? It is December, so happy December. All the holiday joy, hopefully, just washing over you right now, whatever it is that you celebrate. But oftentimes we wait until it's the new year, it's January, to talk about improvement of these big areas of our life. Why wait? Why not think about those things now? So that's what I want to get into today. So where am I at today? A little gut check. It's been a great day because uh, I want to shout out to Anna, my amazing hairstylist, beauty extraordinaire, Get this. This is, this is what I think is so amazing about how I met Anna. Well, first of all, I was looking for a salon in Las Vegas that was a one-stop shop for hair, nails, lashes, all the things and all the things. And I found it. So uh, hit me up if you're ever here and you need all the things. And um, I can tell you who my peeps are. But let me tell you about Anna. Um, and if you're watching this on video, the nails on point, the hair on point, telling you, I'm telling you. Well, Anna and I went to the same university, UC San Diego, studied the same thing 
political science, and we're a year apart. It was like a match made in heaven when we met each other. She's brilliant. She's beautiful. She's intelligent beyond belief. She's done so many different things in her lifetime that's so impressive. But <laughs> of all the things, she's so good at hair. And I'm just so in love, <laughs> so in love with my, with my, uh, my beauty girl. And so, um, I'm rocking the violet. I'm loving every ounce of it. It's just everything and all the things. So I'm feeling it. I'm feeling good about it. Um, so that's where I'm at. And I'm also feeling good because we, Aaron and I, uh, completed, oh, I should have brought it in here. I should have brought it in here. I, I left it in the other room um, so I could show you the Athena Estate uh, welcome book. It's so amazing. You know, we started Stay Dorado Properties. We have a few different ones in our pro portfolio, but our main one is Athena Estate that we rent out for stays and events. And so we're just so excited about the whole process that we're going through to develop uh, our clientele and just really be a premier place that people want to stay when they come to Las Vegas. So oh, it's just amazing to start a business, see it blossom. It's like planting a seed and watching it grow. It's just so cool. So definitely feeling good uh, and in a very reflective time. You know, I have done a little bit more of these solo episodes so you can get my perspective on things. Uh, but, and there's, there's so many guests, y'all, that I just have in store for you. Um, so just know that that's coming, but it's just been really, really busy um, with all the things, consulting and coaching and real estate that... I have had to make sure that I prioritize and uh, took, took a little pause from some of my scheduling just to do justice to my guests and, and also to myself. So that's where I'm at. But, um, you know, I want to talk about today the importance of prioritizing health, wealth, and relationships. The first thing I want to say is you have to decide for you, where do you need to expend the most energy? And that's going to change. It could be month to month, but certainly as you go into a new year, there's going to be different focuses. So for 2022, my priority was in the relationship space to build the right network, get the right connections maintain healthy relationships so that I could have those thrive and reevaluate some relationships. And so I spent more time on that and on figuring out what my next move was for wealth. And honestly, health was more at the bottom. And so as I shift into 2023 and I look at those three areas, my bigger focus so my, my personal priority order is health first, then wealth, then relationships. And that's a product 
of what I gave more attention to this year, therefore what I need to give more attention to going forward. So understand that your priorities will change based on your personal circumstances. So that's how I prioritize for myself as I think ahead. And I want to go through some of the things that I think you can do to help improve each of these areas. And I'll talk about what I what my plans are so I can make it real for you and give you some examples. So in terms of wealth, you want to ask yourself the question, what can you be doing to enhance or improve your health and take stock. And this is the part we can't avoid. In order for us to improve, we have to know where we are. And so doing things like, what is it that you eat? Are you at the healthy weight that you're supposed to be? Meaning when you go to the doctor, well, first of all, do you go to the doctor? Because I do believe in preventative health. I had a father that passed away at 40 years old. He passed away because he had a stroke and history shows he could have prevented so many of the things that uh, he suffered in his health if he just went to the doctor. And so I actually, a little background, went into healthcare because of my own upbringing and the history that I wanted to change. I wanted to leave a different legacy in the future for people that I touch, for my nieces, for my family, and be an example of somebody who did things differently. You know, my dad taught me so much about academics, about love, about loyalty, about family, not so much on the health side. That's just the truth of the matter, you know? And so I had to do things differently. In the, own, in, in the choices that I made. And so you have to take stock of where you're at. And, you know, and maybe it is just me as I'm getting older, I feel like I have a greater vigilance towards where my health is, going to the doctor regularly, checking all of the, you know, everything that can be checked, all your levels, your cholesterol, uh, making sure that you're, you're, where you're supposed to be. Because once you know where you are, you know what you need to do to maintain or improve, right? So your weight, your diet, your exercise habits, all of those things are very important, your self-care regimen. And so for me personally, I'm turning 40 in January. That's a big milestone. But I've also noticed that my metabolism isn't the same as when I was 20 or even 30. And so, yeah, things hit you a lot faster. You eat a couple of bad things and your pants get tighter real fast. And it's not comfortable or cute, you know. Um, so all of that matters to me. What I feed my body, what I put on my skin to keep it radiant and what I do to make my hair shiny, all those things are important to me. It matters. And so for me, uh, one of the supplements that are important for, for me that I've started taking more of is collagen because it impacts the elasticity of your skin, your 
you know, your, your overall health, what keeps your, your hair healthy and growing and those kinds of things. And so, um, on the more expensive end, uh, life vantage has a really great collagen that comes in little bottles and you drink one a day and it's great, great results. I've enjoyed that. Um, like I said, it is on the more expensive side. It is over a hundred dollars a month to be able to do that. Um, but there are other options like collagen peptides. Uh, one of the popular brands is Live Conscious, and there's a bunch of other brands. You could look it up. But, you know, as, as a woman of my age, that's something that's important to me. And more greens. I know that I don't eat enough vegetables, and I know that they're good for me, and it's just it's not as appealing. I know I need to add that more to my diet. It's just a given fact. And so that's something that I need to be more conscientious about. Have it at least at my lunch, some, a little bit at lunch, like a salad or some vegetables at dinner, whether it's broccoli or something else. I actually like vegetables, so it's not too much of an issue for me, but it's just the quantity that I get. Um, I know I'm missing out on those nutrients. And I do love smoothies. So that's another way that I, that I get that. But more greens is something that I'm looking at. Um, more consistency in my workouts because I've taken on all these different projects. My hours of sleep are all over the place. Getting in consistent workouts has not been the way that I want them to be. And that is a focus of mine is to make sure that I am working out at least four to five times a week so that I can get the energy that I want. I can take care of my body. It's also good for your, my mental health. And so figuring out my routine is important to me. And um, two other things in terms of uh, importance is self-care. I'm a huge advocate, huge, huge advocate of self-care. And I've actually written about this on my blog that there are ways to do this inexpensively. So it's not just about spending money and doing the things like I talked about, like getting your nails done or getting your hair done. I like doing that. It makes me feel good. That's my personal choice. Um, but you can, you know, do a facial at home. You know, my niece is amazing at doing her nails at home, you know, and even meditation practice that's totally free. You know, there's, there's just, it's, it's really the time that you dedicate to take care of you, whatever that is. If you can't go and spend money on massages or going to get that kind of service, you know, buy yourself something that you could soak your feet in with some Epsom salt or something, or you can buy a massager. And while you're sitting in front of the TV or having some you time, you can turn that massager on. And after you use it a couple of times, it will have paid, you know, for itself. It's worth, it's worth that, you know, maybe at Brookstone or something like that, you spend the hundred dollars to buy a decent one. So you can give yourself some relaxation time, you know, again, make sure that you're giving yourself the time to take care of you. I think the biggest thing that I'm going to do for my health in 2023, after my birthday, I've made the decision not to drink anymore, alcohol. And uh, it is a big decision because uh, I don't drink very much to begin with now. I'm 
a pretty light drinker these days, but I know that it's not serving me. It doesn't make me feel good uh, because my tolerance is lower because I do drink less. The effect that alcohol has on me occurs more quickly and I don't like the headaches. I don't like the excess calories. Uh, and I, I had a, a moment when I was checking my, um, all my levels, you know, when I did all my blood work where my doctor had told me that I had, it looked like I had a higher, higher liver enzymes than was normal. And it totally freaked me out. And I was like, what is that? Why? Why could that be? Um, it was the liver in the liver, you know, and I, I, I don't know. I, it just totally made me think is, is there something that I'm doing to cause that? So, uh, I went in and got an ultrasound and everything was fine. They're, they're, I don't know, I guess sometimes things can, can look abnormal and you get it checked out and, and you come to find out that it's, that there's nothing wrong, but needless to say, it gave me pause. And then it also gave me pause because my father, who, as I just mentioned, died when he was 40, heavily drink. <laughs> um, and I have experienced relationships with alcohol, uh, alcoholism, and it's, it's just something that I don't want to have as a part of my life that can deteriorate my health when I know that as I get older, my body is not, doesn't have the same durability <laughs> as it, as it did, uh, in my earlier years. And I'm okay with that. It doesn't scare me the process of aging, but I am fully acknowledging the changes that happen as I mature. And so that is, is something I think that will be helpful for me and, I do feel a little bit like I have to defend my my reasons because alcohol is such a major part of uh, because I'm an incredibly social person. It's part of business and personal interactions on a regular basis, and um, so I don't think it will be challenging to not. Do it. I think it will be more challenging to explain why I'm not doing it. So, uh, yeah, it will be interesting. But for me, those are the things that I have thought through that I want to work on. And I have a little bit of a longer list, maybe than you, what you might have for yourself. But that is because I need to work on this more. That is where I need to expend my energy. So. I encourage you to think about what do you need to do to enhance or improve your personal health situation. Know your numbers and have a plan to either maintain or make better your health. Because 
If you don't take care of your health, then you'll have a hard time taking care of the other two categories of your wealth and your relationships because you'll be sick. So you can't go out there and do what you need to do. And you don't want to be laid up in the hospital if you don't need to be. I mean this, people. I really do. So take care of your health. Okay, let's move on. Wealth. So important. When I say wealth, I'm talking about what are you doing to acquire and sustain disposable income, miscellaneous income that are beyond that's beyond the money that is necessary to pay your bills. So, for, first of all, do you have a budget? Do you have a budget? Let's start there. This is a perfect time for you to dust off your budget and ask yourself if it is working for you, if you do something electronically. Uh, my friend Dwight Heck, who I've interviewed on the show, came as a guest to my Boss Babe program and shared a budget that he used. So great, very thorough. Know what it is that you need to pay. Know what money that you have coming in. Whatever is left of that, you should be deciding how to save and how to invest. And if you're so fortunate, what you can give to charity, charitable causes that you care about. Uh, sometimes it takes, it takes a little bit of time to get to that point. If you are able to get to that point, that's amazing. For me, that's important. Given, giving to the causes that I care about are important to me. But before you can get to that point, you have to manage your debt. I mean, how many of you right now know exactly how much debt you have and understand that there's a difference between good debt and bad debt? If you are a homeowner and you have an asset, meaning you have something that increases in value over time, like a home that gains equity that you get tax benefits from that is a wealth generating asset because the longer you hold on to it, it will increase in value. So that is something that you, you know, that is considered good debt because it is, it is an asset. You're paying down that debt and over time, It'll, it'll be gone and you, you're, you're left with an asset. Um, bad debt is credit cards. The thing that, yep, we have them, but do you utilize them in the way that you should? Do you keep your utilization of your credit cards under 30%? If you're able to do even less than that, under 20%, you should. It's just meant to be leverage. Credit cards are there to be leverage for you. So you can 
I personally like to use credit cards because I like to get the points from it. So your American Express Platinum or your Chase Sapphire or your favorite travel card because you always use Southwest or United or Delta or whatever it is, you know, you figure out where it is that you get the most benefits reap those benefits to get the points, to get the travel perks, and then pay it off. <laughs> so, you know, I the reason I like American Express Platinum, even though, yeah, you have to pay the couple hundred dollars a year to have it, is because of the travel perks that you, that you get. And I like all of the givebacks that it does. You get credits for, for paying for certain things like uh, subscriptions like Audible, you know? So for me, that's what works for me, but it is just a tool to give you leverage. It's not meant to be maxed out. And unfortunately, that's sometimes situations that we're put in, but you have to be able to manage that debt. So think about your debt, how you're managing that, and what habits might you need to adjust we all have to make those adjustments. After just purchasing this investment property and starting this new business, I just talked to you about Stay Dorado, lots of brand new expenses, a lot of initial things that need to get started, needing to do the market so we can, uh, marketing so we can get the, the clients to help, you know, create the kind of revenue that we want. Probably need to change some spending habits to make sure that everything is in order. So, there is always adjustments that you need to be making along the way, but you have to understand your situation. Just like with your health and you need to know the, know the numbers of what your weight is and what your levels are when you go to take your tests, what vaccinations you have, uh, that kind of thing. The same goes for your wealth. Everything needs to be measured in order for you to know where to go next. That's such an important part of the process is measurement. If you are not measuring all of these areas that I'm talking about with your health, your wealth, or relationships, figure out what those metrics are so you can go from there. Find that, find that baseline so you can start today with setting the goals that you need, whether it's losing weight, gaining weight, you know, reducing your debt, increasing your investment. Uh, those are, those are personal decisions that you have to be thinking through. So if you have your, your debt managed well, my recommendation is for you to invest. Saving is not going to build you wealth. Does it mean that you don't have a savings account? Sure. You can have a savings account, but getting a couple percent interest is not going to, you know, allow you to retire and just live off of savings. That's the reason why you should evaluate for yourself what kind of investment makes sense for you. Me, for me, real estate has been the thing that has allowed me to do much more. Ever since I started investing in real estate, when I bought my first house with people when I was 21 because I didn't have money to make 
an investment independently. It wasn't until I was 28 that I was able to make an investment independently. And since then, I've purchased multiple homes because I've allowed myself to build the equity, buy and sell, and watch the market so I can make those kinds of decisions um, to acquire more of what I want in the future. But that process has been a multi-year process. And so that, that was my strategy for how to build wealth. And for other people, the other big one outside of real estate is the stock market. If that's your thing, go for it. If, you know, for me, it's, it's uh, a little bit like gambling. And I know I'm not a day trader. I don't have interest in doing that, but I know people who, who love it and make great money doing that. So if the stock market is a place that you like to spend your time and you enjoy looking at those numbers and you enjoy studying what companies are, are growing, it's a great way. It's a great way to invest and other strategies, you know, talk to, talk to a financial planner, figure out what strategy works for you. I've done a few episodes with different financial professionals, and those are all resources that you could go back to those previous episodes with Millen Livis or Dwight Heck, um, or Jazz Preet, one that I, that I did, uh, relatively recently. Uh, those are all different people that have expertise in that arena. So you can decide if long-term it's a 401k, if it's an IRA, uh, you know, every, everyone's strategy is going to be different, but I highly encourage you, even if you're younger and you're, if you're listening to this episode and you're, you're in your earlier years and you're like, seriously, what are you even talking about? I'm just trying to pay my bills. You can start little by little start little by little. At first, you might have to save. You know, when I bought my first house independently, so not the one that I did with, with people in my early 20s, when I was in my late 20s, that's how I started. So I did have to save first before I can invest. Uh, so I did. And at that time, in order for me to buy a house, I know it's a little different today, but hey, it is what it is. I $25,000 is what I decided to, you know, um, put down on that house at that time. And that's how it started for me. But so I had to make some conscientious decisions. So every time I got a bonus, guess what? It, yeah, when, when I first started getting bonuses, I was just spending it on things like purses and clothes and things like that, because when you're young, that's what you do. But as you get older, you realize that those things are not that important. They go out of style and, you know, retail therapy doesn't, the, the remnants of that don't last very long, but things like real estate do. And so I quickly started shifting to take the money from bonuses and think about debt management and investment debt management and investment. Yeah. Did I buy a couple things in between because I felt like I earned it? I'm not saying don't have fun. Don't, don't live your life. Don't have a good time. Absolutely. Put aside some of that money for vacation or those things that you want to purchase for yourself. If you're saving up because you need a car or, you know, you feel like you've earned that, that new outfit or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, those big ticket items are managing your debt and 
choosing the investment that works for you. And so for me, I've decided on what that investment is. I've done long-term rentals. I've shifted to the short-term rental market and the event space, and that's where I'm investing. Um, and from there, it will continue to be short-term rentals. So that's my, my jam right now. Okay. Last topic. Relationships relationships. So here's my two pieces of advice related to relationships. And they're around contracting and expanding. When I say contract, I mean, what relationships do you need to evaluate that need some adjustment where you may need to move people to a different seat in your audience? And this is such an important concept, such an important concept, this, ex this contracting and expanding. And I love the analogy, uh, which I've talked about before that I've, that I've uh, picked up from Karamo Brown from Queer, Queer Eye. And he had talked about, you know, the front row seat versus the balcony seat in your life. And this is the, I was having a conversation with my friend, Lindsay, and it was amazing because she's going through her own growth process of doing this right here, this contracting and expanding exercise and asking herself, who are people that give her energy or take her energy away? So you have to look at your seats and decide who are people that are going to be expansive for you. And I, I like to talk about savers, people who support you, are aligned with you, value add to your life, elevate and rise with you. Those people have the criteria to sit in your front seat, in the front row. If people deplete your energy, are negative, rob you of your joy, you need to have boundaries. They may need to sit in the balcony or they may need to be uninvited to the arena because they don't need to be there. And you, so not only do you need to evaluate where people are in your life, you need to think about who else do you need to add? If you feel at this stage in your life where you're at right now, that you are stagnant, not growing, and not where you want to be, who do you need to add to your life, whether it's a coach, a mentor, a community, like-minded people? It doesn't always have to cost money. Eventually, you might be able to build to having a mentor or a coach. Maybe it's a different friend group. Maybe it's joining a, a Facebook group or something in your community that's going to allow you to meet new people so you can elevate your circle. You are a byproduct of the people that you spend time with, and you need to choose them carefully. So it's such an important thing. It's never going to be something that I don't talk about because it's so vital. 24 hours of your day, if there is any ounce of that time that is being robbed of joy and peace from people that you've chosen, you've chosen to sit in the front row, you have nobody to 
be picking a fight with but yourself for that decision. If you have toxic people around you or are in a toxic relationship, it's time. This is the time. Not next year, not 2023. Right now is the time for you to be making those choices to, to, to make a change. And if you need help, figure out who you need in your corner to help you manage those relationships that are not serving you right now. So going back to the, I, I mentioned this conversation with my friend, Lindsay. Um, so not only is it about evaluating your seats, but you need to think about the seats that you sit in for other people. So like, are you in somebody else's arena and sitting in their front row and listening to, and there's not reciprocity in the relationship. So you're, you're, listening to problems. You're only getting called if there's a problem. Uh, you know, think about those friends that they're never just calling you to have a healthy dialogue and have a healthy conversation. It's only to, to complain. And, and, and that's an, you know, venting and those kinds of things. That's what friendships are too. It's like having somebody to confide in, being able to just let out those things that are challenging. But if at some point you're not making progress, then you're, you're just ruminating in the muck that is the challenge of life that you're going to stay stuck in and be having the same conversation year over year over year about the shitty relationship or, you know, crap job or, or whatever it is. If you, if you are in a loop of those repeat conversations and you haven't gotten anywhere, it's a great time. It's a great time to evaluate. Look at your seats and look at the seats that you are sitting in. I've spent so much time, an abundant amount of time on this, and that's and that's why it's it's lower on my priority list. But I am very keen on the choices that I make. Quality over quantity means so much in relationships. I can't I can't even stress that enough. So for me. I have, I have done a lot to choose the coaches that are elevating me in the ways that I need to. I've talked about um, April and Ashley uh, in the last episode, and I'm very, very grateful for having um, a mastermind coach, having a writing coach. Uh, that's, that's huge for me. I've been, I'm in so much gratitude for that. And, um, I've had to exercise a lot of boundaries, a lot of boundaries in my life to protect my peace. And it's been, I wish it didn't take me this long to learn that, but I'm grateful that I have. Boundaries are okay for you to have. And if you have not, set those, I suggest you start thinking about where to do that. I want to, so my, my focus related to relationships is around nurturing. I want to nurture the relationships of the people that have brought such value into my life. And I want to continue thinking about how I can add value to other people's lives, especially those people who served me. And so doing things like 
Um, I like using Marco Polo, which is a video app to stay connected with my very close friends because it's video based. It's a little bit more personalized. I, I, I like doing video and I like doing voice texts. It's, it's, it's more personal than just a text message. Text messages, things that are read can, can be misinterpreted. And I'm like sarcastic, you know, when I, when I send messages and I, I like people to hear the tone of my voice and see my facial expressions, if that's at all possible. So I enjoy those kinds of tools. So if, if you want to connect more with people in your life and you're unable to be in person all the time, I think we all maybe learned a little bit more of this because of the pandemic, then uh, consider those tools, consider doing voice text, consider doing video messages with the people that you care about just because, just because you love them, just because they're awesome. Take time to compliment them, take time to reach out, ask them how they're doing and, and not make it about you all the time. Make sure that you're showing up for the people that show up for you. Um, so yeah, nurturing is the big thing. Nurturing is the big thing for me. So that's really what I would like to focus on. Um, and, and daily, daily checking in with people daily, um, making sure that I'm touching base with at least one person a day that I care about family, friends, colleagues, business, business connections. Um, it's relationships are the foundation for all the amazing things in life. So nurturing is, is such a vital, vital part of growth. So those are my tidbits. So just to recap, prioritize for you as you're thinking about these next days of December, moving into a new year, health, wealth, and relationships. What do you need to focus on most? What do you need to enhance and improve with your health? How are you managing your debt and investing with your wealth? How are you contracting and expanding your relationships? I hope that you were able to take at least a little nugget or two from this episode. The next time you see me, I will be with Miss Leah Amico. I've talked about her before. You've seen her show up on my stories because it's just so amazing to have a three-time Olympic gold medalist come on and share her story. I just think it's so incredible what she's done. So empowering to, to see somebody uh, follow their dreams, crush them, and and really be able to inspire others. So tune in for that episode with Leah and reach out to me if there's something you want to hear about. I love hearing from people. I love connecting with people. Uh, it means a lot when people share their ideas, what's on their heart, what could be useful for them, what could be helping them to transform and you know transcend uh, the things in their life that they want to. Remember that you are your only limit. So take action today. If you haven't already, subscribe or follow the Born Unbreakable podcast and uh, share this. Share this with someone who might have needed to hear it. 
the power of sharing is so undervalued and so underutilized. You know, I, I love when people share with me either a podcast episode, an article, um, or just, you know, something that they think is going to help uplift me or give me something to, to consider, to ponder, to help me continuously grow. That's what it's all about in building community. Okay. Well, happy December and I'll see you on the next episode.